0: and we're back guys all
1: right, all right. we're back let's, uh, let's take it home let's uh jk let me uh
0: bring pete's uh situation into this real quick give sure. the people the update so sure. uh pete's not with us tonight because jake was uh jake's t-ball team was in the, the world series finale uh finals and uh looks like they they had took a one-one tie into the final inning uh mm. The opposing team scored two runs at top of inning. Jake made a play in left field to hold them there. They scored yeah. one run in the bottom of the sixth and lost a three-two nail biter.
2: Mm.
1: Oh.
0: So,
2: great season though. Yeah, yeah. awesome
1: season. Man. Yep. Awesome so, season. So Pete's got
0: no excuse not to be here next week.
1: That's
0: right, right, JK. I
1: mean, we are getting up early and headed to the Texas the next morning, or at to least to the night. Texas.
2: To the Texas <laughs> being Alabama, Mike Reed will be coming live from the Texas
1: <laughs> from the
0: Texas. Yeah. Well, are we doing one next week or no?
1: Uh, I mean, I haven't heard anything of a cancellation or anything, so,
0: Uh-oh.
1: uh, we've got a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, I know Pete's always giddy to, uh, talk about the Bassmaster classic. I guess this would be his chance to do so. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, you know what? And
0: we'll be on the back end of the uh, the Ike Pro Am or the Ike Foundation uh, charity event, which is going on this Saturday.
1: Yeah, we're all fishing this weekend. I'm I'm fishing the ABT 100 on the Ufala okay. Saturday big tournament. Um, yeah, what's the so 100 all, mean? It's a limited field hundred hundred boats. They, oh, so they cap it. They cap it, okay. and you can't. I mean, you. I bet there's less than 10 spots available this coming up year. I bet less than 10 teams drop out and they let, you know, they let the pros fish, um, you know, some of them signed up where I think there's conflicts. The guys, whoever's in the classic, I know Clint Davis won't be there because of the last master <laughs> classic conf- conflict. I think Jordan Lee won't be there because of this Chickamauga conflict. Uh, but guys like Lee Livesey, and Gerald Swindle, who aren't in the Classic, I'm pretty sure they're going to be there this weekend. I think um,
0: and, then they'll go, it, and then they'll show up at the Classic.
1: Sure. It, dude, it's stout competition, yeah. man. It's, and it's not just the fact that there's pros. I mean, dude, it's, it's Alabama of Those guys are just – I mean, it's it's – got to catch them. It's a one-day tournament. You've got to catch them. It wouldn't surprise me if – I mean – it's going to take 25, 26 pounds to win this weekend, probably where I'm headed, you know?
0: Wow. That's pretty, a pretty big bag. That's a big yeah. sack. And,
1: and, you, and it, could, it could not be, you know, the BFL was horrible. The weights were so low, it took 8 pounds to get a check, 8.12 to get a check. Um, But I think the lake was similar to, like, what Greg experienced at Gunnersville, where there's just fish all over the place, from spawn to in-between to not out on anything. And the – You know it took 22 to win last saturday so i'm hopeful that those little things you know maybe i shouldn't be not being a local down there maybe i should hope that it's you know that something happens like the water comes up or something to just keep them scattered but you know typically
0: we had a good question come through earlier rich i'm not sure where it was but it was a question to you and and greg i believe uh comparing or at least to Greg for sure. Comparing the grass on Gunnersville to the Chesapeake. Was that right? Is that how that went? Yeah. Uh,
3: Rich? No, I, it it wasn't, it wasn't compared to that. Rich asked a question I thought, and then, uh, the, well, the guy a, Joe asked another question about grass, new grass coming up.
2: Okay.
3: That was the other yeah. question about grass.
2: There, you did say, I think you did send me an image, Brian of a, of a, it was either Facebook or YouTube. Um, where they they were asking for the the comparison, and I, I'll let Greg weigh on and weigh in on this for sure. But the, the one thing that I noticed about uh, the difference in the grass is like um, to me, like at this point in the year on the Chesapeake for us, like the milfoil is still very much uh, growing and it's it's lush and a lot of places it's really just starting to get to. At least the places that that I that I fish, it's it's just starting to get to its you know full full life. You know it's really starting to happen. Um, whereas what I saw on uh, Gunnersville, a lot of it to me looked like it was uh, like it was going away, uh, and that's that's why I was wondering what Greg's opinion on that was. But um, it, you know, and another big difference is on the Chesapeake, a lot of the grass that we fish is in five feet or less um and you know on on gunnersville i'm sure and i'll let greg go in on this more that i'm sure that that milfoil grows out to much deeper than than five feet um so yeah i mean to me that that's what i saw is is the differences on from a tidal fishery to a place like gunnersville
3: yeah you know the, the chesapeake the grass is very specific where it's at Unlike Gunnersville, where it's grass from one end to the next. And the and later in the year Gunnersville gets, and Justin can, can verify this, it only seems like it gets more and more. Then it mats out and cheeses out, you know, right. versus a lot of the stuff we live, once it mats out and cheeses out, a lot of it, with the weather situation comes through, actually blows it out and takes it away. Where I think mm-hmm. on Gunnersville, it just keeps on building. Um, it does. They're, they're two different places, I mean, completely. I think Gunnersville, man, I don't know if an area on Gunnersville really doesn't have grass. At some point, maybe down by the Browns area for a little bit, but that's about it, right?
1: Yeah, that's that's about it. And um man, I, I feel like there were there were those few years where they started spraying. So there were pockets of the lake that just got, you know, it got eradicated. And yep. I, I honestly think that's how eelgrass flourished was there then beginning to spray the hydrilla. It used to be dominated by hydrilla and milfoil and coontail, all that stuff you know, that big yellow cheese and that, you're getting it now, but like Riz, if you would imagine like uh, the back of that one Creek where we were doing the frogging and stuff mm-hmm. that one morning, there was a bunch of hydrilla and stuff, you know, the further you went back there mm-hmm. in November and late October, it's going to be completely yellow. All mm-hmm. of that, just completely thick. If mm-hmm. you're shallower than five or six feet back there, completely caked with, right with yellow.
2: Right. So, and we see that you know under circumstances on the on the Chesapeake, you know, some years we get the cheese a lot more than others. Some years we get those giant floating black mats that come up off the bottom mysteriously. Um, I mean, every every year's a little bit different, but it it almost sounds to me like uh, on a place like Gunnersville it's more consistent from, from year to year. Like you're going to get the, you're going to get them added in the cheese every year at the end of the summer, no matter what, is that, is that kind of what I'm taking from it? Yeah. This?
1: Typically every year, unless, you know, unless they spray it or something. Right. You know that, cause that's the, that's the, what Gunnersville's famous for is that late summer fall into the late fall frogging and flipping, but really a lot of frogging, you know, I remember guys, a lot of the pros, at least in the fall events, were very adamant. You can't win punching on Gunnersville in the fall when the frog bites on. Like you can't, you can't win flipping. You can't win flipping. And then Kyle Walters won a three-day event flipping in the Toyota Series Championship to, um, to. But I don't know if that if all of a sudden the grass had more canopies you know, and more holes in it to flip because of the spraying or, Mm. or because of another reason, you know, I think, I think it's just comes down to like the same puzzle and equation that we all have to put together when we're out there is where are the bass swimming or living and what's the most efficient tool based on the environment, you know? Um, But uh, man, I I can remember Gunnersville glory days. I got, when I was 19, I fished a Bassmaster open and I, I found out that I was way not, I wasn't even ready for the co-angler side yet. You know, I was pretty green, but I got to practice with Wesley Strader. So I had my eyes opened on that place. Um, I mean, the the dude caught him cranking and flipping and frogging and, you know, punching. And it was just like all these new techniques and he's catching four to five pound fish and he had a great event. I know he, I know he kind of gambled that event, but he had like 22 pounds day one. But uh, so I got, I got, shown a great first tour but that tournament like tharp won that tournament frogging you know there was a 10 pounder caught on a frog in that event there were multiple sevens and eights caught on a frog in that event like it was the glory days it was the it was the exact time of year i believe it was september or october or something like that and um man it was it was bonkers what, what you could go do at that place and I was really young I wish I, I wish I had known more back then but uh, but I haven't seen that in a while you know where you get all those 25 pound plus bags there in that fall that time of year um, but who knows I mean Greg Greg said you know he felt like it's on a downturn and then I collide with a group of fish that makes me think Gunnersville's <laughs> man. Yeah. That, that felt kind of like the old gunnersville you know that's just fishing
3: yeah it's pretty crazy I mean, there's no doubt man even where we live the fish are getting educated every day mm-hmm. you know they're getting pounded on and gunnersville is just i have never been anywhere in the country besides gunnersville where it's just non-stop everywhere's you know it's crazy how many guys fish that place every ramp is packed on gunnersville every day of the week
1: right yep. yeah yeah well, I got to ask you something, Greg, this brings up a good point. Cause I know, cause I, we, you know, we worked with Drew Benton too. And just, you know, you know, a couple of miles down from where I found this group of fish, Drew Benton had told me on his way out of town, he's like, man, if y'all get over there, go check this one place. I'm like, okay. He's like, I absolutely obliterated them, you know? And it was, you know, after the tournament was over and, and whatnot, while he was killing a day, working for us. And uh and I found that found that school, Greg, but it was, you know, after he had just obliterated them the day before. Not one bite, dude. Oh yeah. Not, not one bite. So like how often in those kind of offshore events, if you know, when, when those happen, I know you guys haven't had a lot this yep. year. Um, like you said, I'm sure Garrett pa- Paquette has hated 2021 because the fish have just not done it yet. Yeah, it it, a good offer. yeah, but like, think through those tournaments. Like, how how often are you keeping in mind where certain people are posted up and being like, "Oh, I can x that off tomorrow." Like, well, they're pulverized at school.
3: Yes and no. You U mm-hmm. Fall is a great example because you Fall last year, I would say. 75% of the guys are fishing offshore. And, mm-hmm. you know, three days of practice, all of us graphing out there, we all found a lot of the same schools. A lot of them schools were reloading, so I don't think you could ever write them off. It's almost like if you don't see somebody on one of them spots, get on it. That's almost what it comes down to. Uh, you know, a lot of times, too, like in offshore schools, dude, if you got 10 schools offshore located, there might be one school that fires in the tournament day. That's it. So if you can wow. rotate through, it doesn't matter if somebody was just on it. Like if they leave, turn their gas motor on, they might fire to school if you pull in there and catch them. So I don't ever write us or no. If I see a guy on it or see a guy over here, I always just take note where they are. Because if I had it marked also, you know, if I come back down or not on it, I'm stopping on it. Yeah. You know, you got 75 guys fishing offshore out of 100. It doesn't leave much water, mm. you know, as far as schools go. So, if I see open spot, I don't care who's been on it. I'm going right to it, blast it or not.
1: Yeah, I like that thought process. Yep.
3: You have to. I mean, you just have to do it that way. There's no other way to do it. Otherwise, you'd be just burning time, riding around, looking for, you know, yeah. no spots available. But also, on the Elite Series level, man, the majority of the guys understand that it's an offshore tournament, and you can pull up on the side of them for the most part, you know?
1: What do you mean, like – Like side by side,
3: day day one is a very important day of a tournament for us guys because day one is almost like you know you kind of make your your areas known that what you already found you know in practice. So when you pull into a an offshore spot, if there's somebody there day one, you know you pull in there, they know you're not pulling in because they're not winning the tournament off it. They know you're pulling in because you also found these fish. I feel like at this level, you have to understand that at some point you have to work together. And the majority of the guys understand that that are truly offshore guys. There's a handful it's, of guys that don't, but the majority do.
1: Yeah, it seems like that. You know, I, I know I've seen so many pictures where there's three boats on this one, yep. four boats on this one. Yep. Um, I mean, look and at, look at, look at like St. Lawrence last
3: year. Three, they don't like
1: it if you if you come late to the party.
3: Yeah, don't come late is what I'm trying to say. Look at St. No. Lawrence last year. There was five of us fishing one billy, basically. You know, we were all grouped up within you know ten, fifteen feet of each other. Wow! But you know, we all started there day one. So,
1: yep. And man, uh, thinking through things through like our level, Rich, where like if you're in a one day tournament in BFL, you know that's yep. that's not going to be as kosher in in a BFL for you to just pull up uninvited on man. a. Uh, you know what?
3: A- all the years of fishing in a flat and just being clustered out there, all the guys.
1: It doesn't bother
3: that's, me at all. It's like, come on, you coming in, you might as well just come in now and just come in and work together. Don't don't fight about it.
1: Man, you know, that's if you start fighting
3: about it, it just goes downhill quick.
1: Yeah. I mean I I I I wouldn't do it. Like I started so you follow there they were not out there at the BFL I fish uh two Saturdays ago. And but I start I had found a spot where I felt like if I could put five together I could I could catch 17, 18 pounds. Problem was I didn't know 16 pounds was going to win the tournament. I knew it was tough, but I, I thought, I thought I was looking for 24, you know, it's you fall. Yep. And so I get there and I catch a two and three quarter pounder early and I lose a giant, like 20 minutes in, I, I lost a giant cranking. Like she, she crested the surface. She was five or six, just big old, big old long fish, you know, and that stung. But then, I just wasn't making the right change or getting the right angle or patient enough. And I let about an hour go into the tournament where I'm thinking of all these swim jig bites I shook off and I made, a I made a bad decision. Now I made some decent decisions to weigh in a limit that day. Cause there were, there were not a lot of limits weighed in, but that school, there was fish, there was multiple fish there and I probably should have stayed on it. But when I came back, of course, there was a boat on it. There was a boat on it the rest of the day. And in that BFL setting, I just could not bring myself because I was fishing about a hundred yard stretch. I, I could not bring myself to come up. And I, even though it was probably a community hole. And one time I saw two boats on it, but I couldn't bring myself to just come in on the edge. I don't know why, if it's just me coming up as a shallow guy and now I'm getting off a little bit more. You got to spend uh,
0: some time in Jersey.
3: No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, you know, you're you're one of the few guys, and I respect that, Justin, I really do, but, you know, there's been a lot of times this year, you know, where guys have asked me, hey, do you care if I come in on over here, or I ask them, hey, do you mind if I go down here? Asking is always the easiest way. If the guy says no, then you should, you know. What is it? Asking. Oh. Yeah. Asking, Brian. Like asking. By my, the way, Adolfo had a beard. Also,
0: you're you're missing out. Again. Mind if I dance with your date? Are you asking, <laughs> Yo Kel? <laughs>
3: hey, <laughs> yeah. You know, if you if you always ask,
1: oh, you can just...
3: you can never get in trouble. Sorry, uh, Brian. It's just me. And you.
0: <laughs> no, Justin, lights are out.
1: Yeah, I got the I got the lights out there. old timer
0: oh, it's getting romantic <laughs> over there. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so then you saying it's cool?
3: Yeah. all right. If you ask and he says, come on in, it's definitely cool. All
1: right.
3: You
0: know, well, make it a party. That's what I'm talking about.
1: Well, I, I like make that, Greg. I know, always uh, ask.
3: I usually always ask. I mean, there's only one time I didn't ask because of what happened. But,
1: yeah. I was kicking myself because that I felt like that was one of those first places. It wasn't an offshore place. It was one of those tweener spots. Tweener. You know, like six, seven feet of water. And, and they were just – they were – I felt like they were coming and stopping. That's you know what I'm saying? Spot. Like I spots like that. They were just coming, but they were stopping. But they were there, and uh, and I went back the next morning because I had to be in Gunnersville at like two or something. And so with it getting light at five, I was like, man, I'm going to go out there for a couple of hours and just see if that was the lesson. Work on that spot. Try to switch up baits, dude. I had 19 pounds by uh, like 8:30 mm. and out. You know, like I made this, I found the switch and it was a bait switch. It was a bait switch. And I'm not going to talk about it because I got a $25,000 tournament coming up. But dude, when I made that bait switch, it was, they were gagging on it. And it was the quickest 19 pounds I think I've ever caught in my life. Oh, wow. That's
3: nice. I rather, I rather know what would lead a day one tournament than knowing what the winning bait is for that event. I rather know the weights period. Because that's the biggest question. What is it going to take all the time? What, what is it going to take? You know, that's the number one question I always think to myself. Like I'm Justin, still
0: da- thinking about dancing with Kelly, but. Well,
3: that's fine. A lot of a lot of guys probably do, but. <laughs> yeah. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. Yeah, so that's me. That's right. good stuff. Oh. Brian. what you question? <laughs> <laughs> stuff Told GTA. you, I'm on something else right now. Here you are.
1: What's that? Nobody like?
0: wants to ask GDP anything? Oh, yeah, I got I got two things. What you got, Brian? Uh so tonight, I'm sorry, Rich just be real quick. We heard uh early on, Greg, mm. before I came on, we heard whoop it. Heard, whoop it, whoop it. Whip it? Whoop it. Whoop it. it was Whoop it. And then later we heard wung it.
3: He wung it. Yeah. From me or I? No, from you. Yeah, I, I got words.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wrote them down. There was whoop, whoop it and won it. Do you like Quiet. the way I had talk? I do.
3: I'm the only true South Jersey guy in this whole entire joint right here. So. You're
0: you're a combination of a lot of things, I think. You it's, think so? Yeah, you're like, uh, yeah. Huh. Kind of like South Jersey. It's a little bit Italian.
3: A lot of Italian. Yeah. It's a lot of pasta I eat.
0: Yeah, a little, little bit of pasta, a little bit of like some kind of southern <laughs> southern accent once in a while. I'm unique. <laughs> you, you are. Like a chameleon. So what's the past tense of Wonga?
3: Past tense of wang it? Yeah. Wonged it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. It's better than wang it. <laughs> <laughs> wonged? Uh,
0: wonged. Wonged. I mean, that's about all I got, you know? Cool. Got to go, go to kitchen tomorrow and get a job going. Uh, the you know, that so, sounds pretty awesome. You know what yeah. I'm
3: doing tomorrow?
0: fishing, probably. Go fishing. You want, yeah. you want to go? No, I'm going to fish Saturday. Why? would Saturday? The Ike uh, Pro-Am on the Chesapeake. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So How many you boots fishing it? You see? Uh, about a 100. I think I don't know, Rich. How many boats they got?
2: I think I think that a uh, hundred, maybe, likely more. I, Probably I more know, by not sure. now. Yeah. They are. I know they are. There is going to be a cap. Um, yeah, one
0: fifty is the cap. One fifty. One fifty. And they're
2: definitely uh, they're definitely working working their way there. So if there's anybody if, there's anybody, if there's anybody that's watching right now <laughs> and you haven't signed up for the Ike Foundation Pro Am it's on the chesapeake this saturday come fish for a chance to win a basket it's right. only happening only happens once a year get off the fence get signed up all the money goes to a great cause get kids involved in the sport of fishing that's right get signed up No stop, stop 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 buying yeah, yeah man. it's a good it's, time too. It's a great
0: cause and and i mean yeah. seriously like you got a really good shot at winning a boat yeah and entry's not that much
2: no, yeah. split it 300 between
0: two guys with a chance to win a $30,000 boat.
2: Come on. Yep. Yeah, and
1: it, it sounds like uh, sounds like it's fishing tough. Pete called me and Rich earlier, and man, was he crying the blues? Crying the blues. It's, it's a little different. It's not what here. he told me.
2: Me either. <laughs> yeah, <right>. Sorry, Rich. <laughs> What's that, Greg? Rich be wishing.
0: Hey, Pete peak, peak told us a different story. But...
2: Rich is just going to show up and cast, dog.
1: <laughs> Man, so so Pete was being Pete was uh being silent because Rich was on the on the phone with me to win. Been, what you're what you're <laughs> saying, BTC.
3: All right, here here you go, Brian. Here's a prime example. So would I mean, you rather know the winning bait on the upper bay or what it's gonna take to win? What it's gonna take to win. That's what I want. Because that's that's gonna tell me a little bit of an idea like maybe I should just go down here and swing for a big old bag, or maybe I'll just stay here and be consistent. See?
0: Why wouldn't you swing for a big bag?
3: Why would I? There's I no know. point. I'm only trying three. to win. I'm only catch three fish, though. I might catch two.
0: Oh. Well, I would. Uh, for me, it'd be
3: the bait. Nah, that's uh, so but yeah, I don't fish enough, man. You, you throw, you throw a, a, a G crack. That's all you throw. Oh, it ain't. Whatever it's called, the bellows Gill. Whatever it is, I'm
1: with Bag. I want to know the winning weight. Yeah, oh, win you him. guys are you guys?
3: Yeah, yeah on another level I than using. I am. What level are you on? I
0: don't know. Whoop
3: it. I'm, I'm on I'm on, <laughs> I'm on work
0: all week and fish once a week you know on the weekends they're level. the best kind of
3: guys man uh, Yeah, for
0: what to, to pay your mortgage with yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah donators i got you
1: i'm with you greg w- i'd rather know no doubt what i what i'm shooting for yeah you know just i was totally out of touch with it yeah if you know week.
0: the body of water that good that makes sense
1: that's not my position, though. The, that last one, I don't know you follow well at all.
2: Well,
0: yeah. there you have it. He faltered.
1: There you have it. Well, BTC. I think we called. won a good one tonight. We won't did it. Yeah, we won't, <laughs> won't it. What is Greg's
0: favorite bait to throw in the on the flat this Saturday?
3: Is that um, your question or somebody else's?
0: Saint Chris. What is Greg's favorite bait to throw on the flat day in and day out? Mostly this Saturday.
3: Well, they're calling for some weather possibly on Saturday. I'm Are gonna they? go. I'm gonna go with a spinner bait. They calling for weather mm, a little bit. Wind, rain, A little rain. Mm. 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 Well, right. you, want, you want the exact spinner bait, the exact color, line size, rod, reel, all that stuff.
0: That's what it's Saint Bass Crest knows. The best University. Bro. What's his name? Saint Crest. I don't know, dude.
3: Well, you're making fun of me for talking. You can't even read.
0: C R E S. You pronounce it crest. Chris, <laughs> just Chris.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna go to War Eagle chartreuse and white, three eighths or half ounces, pulling real hard. Yeah, gold, silver, blade. What up? Yeah, I'm just braid. Doing, I'm throwing you braid.
0: You and everybody else.
3: Well, maybe I throw it different.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. You're throwing braid on that.
3: Well, I can't tell you all the secrets.
0: You just did. <laughs> That's a misdirection, did. Rich. You know, you know his game. Not true. No, I'm not,
2: I'm not gonna sit here and act like I don't like throwing a spinnerbait on braid. Wow. If you
3: knew the reason for it, Brian, it would
2: blow your hat
3: off. Well, tell us the reason. I can't say everything. He asked about the bait, he ain't asked why.
0: Saint Chris. Quick, ask him why.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna wrap this one up, boys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so wait, with the why on the what? Braid? Who, who? The who, the why, and the what? No, I actually sharpen the blades. So you sharpen
3: the blades? Hey, I actually got I actually I actually right. I, I actually have a bait coming out. Do you? Yeah. All right, go ahead. Oh, I definitely can't talk about it because Terminator oh. and uh, <laughs> OG are trying to make it. Ah. Uh, it's a good one, too. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's, uh, so it's
3: unique is
0: what
1: you're saying. What, what
0: would it be called?
3: The In-Betweener.
0: Ooh. Yeah. T flies are out already. Fruit flies. That's what that means. The In-Betweener? That's not the real name, but yeah. I
3: got you. That's your, that's, that's your guess right now. That's all you get. <laughs>
0: All right, Rich, man. you got a bait coming out that you're not going to talk about too. How can I talk about it? I, I can't mean, talk I about it. I think
2: everybody knows pretty much knows what I throw. I mean, Spinnen I rod I, rod. I I end up just posting posting it on social media anyway. I'm an open book wagon. <laughs> you end up seeing it.
1: Spinning mm. rod, Rich in 2021. Yeah, right. maybe at least at Gunnersville. Oh my gosh, was he comfortable with that spinning rod?
0: I saw. Should be. It's mm-hmm. good stuff. All right. Anything else? Any questions, Rich?
2: Um, no, man, we're, uh, we, we, we got somebody that wanted to know why about the, the, the braid on right. the, uh, on yeah, the braid on the, on the, on the spinnerbait. Um, Greg, I, I mean, I, I think that we're probably going to have pretty, if that's something you actually do, I think we'll have pretty similar reasons why, uh, but I'll I'll throw out the reason because when you said it, I'm not I, throwing I,
3: my reason out. It's definitely not the same. <laughs>
2: I, I mean, for me, for me, it's simple. You know, we're we're when we're fishing around when we're fishing around eel grass and you know that kind of stuff. It it's a lot easier. You feel your spinner bait a lot more. It's not necessarily a clearing of the bait thing for me. It's a it's a if a if a teeniest tiniest babiest bit of grass gets on that spinner bait, I know it. Because I am fishing with braid, and it's a little bit more sensitive, and I know when to give my bait a good hard snap or a pop to to, to clear it off. I mean, that's why I would throw it. I don't know why Greg would throw it, but that's like Justin, average. I just, I just throw, I just throw a spinner. I just reason. throw a spinner rod. All the
1: time. I could see a lot of different reasons. I could see the bait clearing thing being a being a deal. I could see the fact that braid floats versus fluorocarbon sinks, and you know, maybe maybe it keeps the bait up above. Them more if you want them to come up. I could see a lot of different reasons why braid.
2: Longer casting.
0: Yeah, hmm. you go wung it a lot further.
2: I wung it. <laughs> Because that's the reel that I have in my boat that is functioning correctly. <laughs> <laughs> right, I like that reason. Winter bait, bait on a frog rod. it's, a, it's
0: <laughs> the first honest answer we got tonight, Rich.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw Riz, he missed a couple in a row on that mega school and it was driving him nuts. You know, he's stomping, <laughs> stomping like a three-year-old kid that, you know, just got his candy taken away or something. <laughs> And he's just like, why are they not hooking up? You know? Oh, he and gets fired up, dude. I see well, him get fired up to go tog fishing, man.
0: He's, like, he's just, it's all about it.
1: Yeah, he's, I loved it. Yeah. I needed that in my boat. But, dude, <laughs> he uh, he shows me his reel. He's got a 100 size reel on. Ooh. And his line's about just all the way cast off. I'm like, oh, dude, you just turned a seven to one reel into like a five to one, you know? Just yeah. so, uh, we, we got him hooked there's up with a, a 200. Chris is taking a vengeance on those uh, dragon fish. Yeah. Um,
2: I can't wait to throw my 14-inch worm back home in Jersey. <laughs> Although we do have a few places in, in mind for for that where I, I think it I think it could play back home. So we'll see.
1: Dude, I didn't tell you you could say 14-inch worm. What the heck? Might be bigger. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
0: Damn. Yeah, don't let him dance with your date. Really? <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> All right. Riz, be 14. All right. Time <laughs> to go home.
1: Call it a day. Guys, we'll let
0: you know if we're having a show next week. No one wants to give an answer. I guess we'll lean on Pete for that. Um,
3: so, Riz, how, how much longer are you letting Justin stay at your house? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man, my, my, I'm headed back to Jersey tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I'll be home for well, I'll be home Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday. Fish the tournament Saturday. Fly back out Sunday morning. Drive straight to Texas. Um, hopefully, get a day on the water on Fork with our boy Alabama Mike Reed. Uh, and then go work the classic for four days and hit the road again. Head back to Jersey and hopefully get my butt out on the bay so are you uh are you guys staying at the bay friday night what are you guys doing are you i'm not i'm um i'm i think all them they're all gonna be down there at connor's but for me i'm 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 sleeping in my own bed my own deal drive down in the morning drink coffee on the way 10-4. listen to you i like that's it that's my, uh, my formula that's cool all right that, that's Good. all i got
0: so <laughs> remember that scene from talladega nights when um when, uh, is this, is this uh, about me? No, it's about <laughs> them too. <laughs> I just, I just saw it. When, when, um, shit! What the hell's his name? Uh, uh, Ricky Bobby's bo- boy What was his name. Cal. When Cal called him up and didn't know how to uh, put the TV and like uh, surround sound and had the radio on at the same time. <laughs> yeah, because I like to party. How bummed were you when Justin came home?
2: Like, oh man i wasn't at all i was i was happy. it's just been me it's just been been me and the dog Berman hanging out you know yeah. trying to get out and fish as much as as much as i can but no, i it was it was it got was out good. and wrecked them one day yeah it was nice. good to uh good to good to get back home. yeah
0: so. that's cool
2: yeah all right that's a wrap so i'm gonna go out to this watching watching
0: spot from, and
2: uh often from the last few shows I am coming back on Thursday, so there will be some shipping getting done. If you haven't had your prize yet, it'll be headed to you on Thursday.
0: There you go. Thanks, guys. Thanks. (laughs)
1: Let's go. Let's take it home. I don't have a big closing...
4: Literally a revolution in underwater viewing, Aquaview technology now gives anglers the power to instantly deploy, retrieve, and store camera optics with the mere turn of a reel. The user-friendly Micro Revolution underwater camera series is loaded with essential Aquaview innovations. A crystal clear smartphone-grade LCD, critical on-screen data, including water temp and camera direction, digital video recording and exclusive integrated camera retrieval system if you want to spend more time viewing and fishing and less time messing with a cord the aquaview micro
0: revolution is the only camera you need when i want to check a spot fast i can drop the optics and see what's down there even in deep water in seconds and when i'm done reel up and start fishing as simple as your
4: favorite fishing reel but clear and convenient as your smartphone. The most advanced, yet convenient cameras available, the AquaView Micro Revolution and Micro Revolution Pro set the new standard in mobile underwater viewing. The thinnest, brightest, most colorful screen. Progressive, on-screen data and recording technology. And a true revolution in underwater viewing efficiency. The number one name in underwater cameras, AquaView helps you discover what's really swimming beneath the surface.